0: Hey guys and welcome to another episode of PB PBN Style. I'm really excited about the podcast today. I am interviewing my really good friend, Dixie Lincoln Nichols. She is an amazing health and wellness coach that I met years and years ago when we were both doing fashion blogging. You are going to love her information because it is going to help you have a more holistic approach to your wellness in 2018.
1: Um, yeah, just growing up my wellness platform. It's so very important to me. And um, after becoming a health and wellness coach, it became something that I really wanted to share with more women. And as I realized that, you know, a village helps much more than an individual, it sort of became, an you know, just a mission
0: mm-hmm. and to grow that and scale that as well. Oh, I love that idea. I need a health and wellness coach. So
1: uh, share I'm whatever you want.
0: So from June of 2015 until June of 2016, I was like, I took a break from working out. Like I worked out periodically, but I was like, I'm over it. I'm sick of it. You know, I've worked out. I can't get this weight off. I'm really frustrated. So Mm -hmm. for about, for about a year, you know, I went on and off, but not to the degree I was prior to this. Right. Right. And so I was like, I'll just try to, you know, regulate my food and just really try to make sure I'm taking care of like eating what I should eat. Well, Mm -hmm. when I went to the doctor in June of 2016, they told me my blood sugar was high. So I am officially diabetic, but I'm just right over the line. So I don't have to take medicine. I can, I can manage it with my diet.
1: Got oh, true. So, true.
0: um, but I realized that exercise has to stay a part of my life because that's what's been holding it off for so long is yes. the exercise. piece. Yes. Yes. So I've got to get back into that, but it's just been really frustrating because when your body holds on to everything and you're, it's running off of the sugar instead of the fat is what I've been reading. It's, um, more difficult for you to lose weight. You have the belly fat, you have mm-hmm. all these issues. And so you have to sort of convert your body back to burning fat versus yes. the sugar. So Absolutely I mean, my girlfriend, started. my girlfriend sent me a book and I started reading it. I haven't finished it, but you know, it was talking about that. So I've been working on my diet for a long time, but it's always good to have an accountability partner to tell you the why you know, and for nothing else, you know, sugar and cancer are so related that it's like I don't want cancer, so I need to stay off the sugar you know and the Absolutely. dairy and all that, so
1: you're right, they feed off of uh processed foods, mm-hmm. so it sounds as though you're very aware of what's going on and what you need to do, and I'll tell you uh based on what you just said. Diet is a huge part. Movement is a huge part in stabilizing your sugar. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I read this book by one of my favorite biochemists. Her name is Dr. Libby Weaver. Mm -hmm. And she wrote a book called The Russian Woman Syndrome. Mm. Russian Woman Syndrome. And it really lays out how women disrupt their hormonal cycle, how they put on weight due to hormonal imbalances, and all because of... This really very important hormone in the body called adrenaline. Uh-huh. so sure it's really kind of disrupting our adrenal glands by rushing around. We're sending a lot of false, uh, indications and indicators to our adrenals. And it thinks that we're in flight of fright. Steak, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. right? Around, and it doesn't know that we're not being chased by a tiger or a lion, right? And so right. it produces that adrenaline, which affects our insulin levels big time, which affects ah. a lot of women's um, need for cravings or craving, Right. In right. And it affects their weight, and so they want more sugar, right? But- all it boils down to is calming all the way down, uh, learning how to do something called diaphragmatic breathing, which is like the key, the essential key to moving our bodies from what we call sympathetic nervous system to, uh, from parasympathetic to sympathetic nervous system. So, I mean, it really is a lot of research you have to do into in, in, into what it is you're suffering with and then uh-huh. implement
0: A lot of the strategies that you come about, you know, and the fact that you say that um, a couple of years ago, I was going to a homeopathic doctor who's also a uh, general practitioner, but Mm -hmm. I went to him when I was struggling with this sugar addiction. I told my husband, I said, this is a, this is an addiction. This is not me being, um, this is not me being silly or funny. This is a like crack addict. I am addicted and I can't not have it. Like if it's in the house, I can't not have it. And, um, and so I went to this doctor and he took my, um, he took my blood and he put it under a telescope and he said, do you see those jelly bean looking things in your blood? And I was like, yes. He said, that's yeast. He said, it should not be in your blood. He said, and do you see how all the cells are like running around? He was like, the reason you're craving sugar is because this yeast uses the sugar to get strong and it's fighting all these cells. And you have to get it out of your system, Mm -hmm. out of your bloodstream. So we worked on that. He put me on the candida diet. And let me just tell you, after I did this diet, first of all, I didn't, you know, you test, you don't believe, you know. And so I was like, I'm not going to work out. I'm going to see if this works. And sure enough, I did it for eight weeks. I lost 12 pounds. I did Mm -hmm. not work out at all. Mm -hmm. So the challenge is, at the time, I was prepared to find out what the problem was. Right. But I wasn't necessarily prepared to implement the strategies That's on it. a long term basis. Right. Mm, right. So um, so I did it for eight weeks and it was like just because I was under this doctor's care and I wanted to make sure I was doing everything to, you know, to be healthy. Mm-hmm. But of course, after the eight weeks and you see, oh, wow, you know, I lost 12 pounds, whatever you think you can do it on your own, but you really can't You really. If it's just like any other addiction, you need yeah. support to kind of keep you on it. So that's why I was like, I need somebody like you because I really, <laughs> I can't, you know, and, and my husband, he doesn't have the same issues, right? So he still wants the things like frosted flakes is a big thing. I don't normally, I really don't eat, yeah, I don't really eat cereal that much. I mean, it's not a craving I ever have, but at Mm -hmm. night, like last night, when I was craving something sweet, I was like, oh, I just have a bowl of Frosted Flakes. Well, if the Frosted Mm -hmm. Flakes, if they weren't in the house, I wouldn't have had the Frosted Flakes. Exactly. And then the other thing is just being prepared for those times, and I used to buy, like, um, the cheese, like the string cheese with like the meat stick or whatever, yeah. or, and I always keep peanuts and like nuts and stuff on hand. Um, but the point is, I, I mean, and not that that's any better, but like, I know we need to stay away from dairy so much as well too, but it's better than the sugar. And it, it, yes. it's taken me from the sugar to the protein. So Absolutely. now I'm Absolutely. trying to keep, keep instead of the sugar, I'm trying to keep the protein around. So when I have those cravings, even though it's a sugar craving, it's like grab some protein and just have the protein because even like just trying to have a salad, I'll be hungry later. But mm-hmm. if I drag, if I grab a piece of chicken or if I grab some sort of protein, it fills me up long enough to get me to absolutely the next meal. So I, I, I girl, I need you. I need you, girl.
1: <laughs> I'm here for you. And another tip, you might want to try doing smoothies in the morning. Uh, not the juices so much because the juices are great and it's a great way to get rid of yeast in your body because mm-hmm. you're healing your gut. But try uh, lemon water in the morning with mm-hmm. some apple cider vinegar. That's great for alkalizing the body and bringing oh. the pH. And once your pH is stable in the body, then the yeast won't be able to function in the, in, in the body, in the gut. Mm. So you start with that. Just a teacup of it early, first thing in the morning to neutralize okay. the. stomach. And then you might want to do the, the smoothie because it has a lot of fiber in it. So you get the nutritional benefits of the greens, which is great for reducing candida in the body. And you also get that fiber that you need to cleanse your intestines.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, what, what smoothie are you speaking of? Because I was doing smoothies in the morning, but the issue with that was the sugar.
1: Well, this is the thing. A lot of people think because they're doing smoothies that they're doing their body a good. You have to know the concentration of what ingredients or what fruits and the proportions to put into your smoothie or else you're doing your body a disservice with the sugar. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, you're eating the yeast more. Right. So what you need to do is there is this rule of three veggies to one fruit. So you want to do um, three veggies, one fruit. And when we say fruit, it's a handful. Of uh-huh. fruit. So maybe about four or five strawberries if you're going to do it, but just okay. one fruit at a time. So most people put a lot of fruit, four, three, four fruits in their smoothies, and that's what they're having, fruit fruit smoothies, as opposed to um, other types of what we call brassica family of veggie smoothies. And those mm. are the ones that really cleanse your liver, and those are the ones that will really get rid of the yeast in your body. So you want to do things like Brussels sprouts. You want to do kale. You want to do celery Cucumbers, which are very alkalizing for the body. So it will bring down the acidity in the stomach, in the in the gut, and in the mm-hmm. body. Um, again, once you keep it to that three-to-one rule, your chances
0: of getting results are much better than, you know, lots but what of. Are, but what are you mixing with it? Like I can, I have, I love Brussels sprouts. I don't know that I would love them raw, but I do love Brussels sprouts and I love kale and I like I, all greens. But then what are you mixing it with? What's the protein piece of it? Or is there any protein in it? are you using a protein
1: powder with absolutely you can do the matcha you can do um any type of protein powder that's really that's good and organic any of those you can put into the smoothie so of course you put your your water make sure it's really good clean water that you're putting into your body and then you add your protein powder sometimes i add some corella which is really good to detoxify and remove toxins heavy metal toxins from the body so Mm -hmm. that's also good as well and um the matcha is really really great now it's and um, uh, spirulina is amazing it's one of the best protein powders it's a whole it's a complete um, uh, amino acid so you get that you, whole t- you can get that from whole great food, service. You? I want to try to get that spirulina is great it's a great great protein and also keep in mind that kale is packed with protein as well as mm. um, also oh, okay. vitamin c yeah so um, it's it's one of those really great super foods, um, kale. So anytime you're, so again, if you're juicing, you're not going to get the fiber, but if you're you're going to get the juices, of course, put it in the blender. Yes, it mm-hmm. put it in the yeah, put it in the blender. So if you have like a Vitamix or a Ninja, mm-hmm. so you'll do the smoothie in one of those. And if you must have milk, of course, um, something creamy. I shouldn't say milk. If you have need to have something creamy, you can do almond milk.
0: Yeah, that's we do. Uh, that's what I typically do. Yeah, I'm so doing do a almond smoothie. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So you're doing the health, the health and wellness coaching. What now what's yeah. the name of that business? Do you have a website or anything? Yeah, absolutely. It, okay. It's Inside Outer Beauty. Okay, Dot com.
1: okay. You can find it at InsideOuterBeauty.com. Okay. And so basically, it's dealing with the body from both angles, from the inside. There are a lot of things that we need to do on the inside to, you know, really stabilize our bodies. And there are a lot of things that we need to do on the outside. So it's not just exercising. It's right. not just, drinking smoothies and, um, taking your supplements. It's the whole, it's a very holistic approach to, to wellness. Right. And so that's what we're looking at on inside out of beauty. And so we're trying to scale. We're going to start doing more interviews and reviews and look at retreat locations where women oh, lovely. Love. Come to Dallas,
0: come to Dallas, come
1: to Dallas. I want to so badly. I'm going to, it's on my to-do list this year.
0: (laughs) Oh, I hope you come. Um, What you just said about like all the health and wellness, all that, that goes so much to the point of developing a personal brand from the inside out. And I think it, we kind of parallel on that. Because your health is so important. You really need to know your body, understand how you like what, how much sleep you need, what fuel you need for your body to be successful and, and have the energy you need to, to do the things that you need to do to be successful. I love helping people figure out what that thing is for them that makes them feel amazing. I love it. Right. And so I think that this component, the health and wellness component is so important. I'm on my own journey. I have my own issues. But, you know, it's still very vital to anyone's success to be healthy because, you know, think about like our parents. Our skin will be much better. We'll have more energy if we take care of our gut health and we take care of our health health. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, you have the the, the wardrobe element to it where it's the, the first impression you're seen before you're heard type thing. So all of that sort of plays into it as well. But then you have to be confident in who you are and what your value is in order for you to sell that to somebody else for your business. And so then that's where, that's where the business piece comes in. So I'm so excited to talk to you about the health and wellness piece, but then I want to talk to you about, um, Dixie bits too. So tell me, tell us a little bit about, um, what Dixie bits is all about. And you know, I know I'm still waiting on my products, by the way, I was going, I was going (laughs) to share them with the world down here in Dallas. Um, working on some things. So tell me, tell me about Dixie bits and how that's going.
1: Well, Dixie Bits is in transition right now. Uh, as a businesswoman, I don't need to tell you that it's a challenge uh-huh. and there are ups and downs. Um, we're, rebranding and we are reformulating. Mm. And uh, so I have the products in a lab right now and we're looking to really bring wholesome products to the market mm-hmm. because I'm a health and wellness coach. I've always loved health. I tell people I love beauty and the body. I, I grew up with, you know, my inf- my early influences was my, um, primarily my grandmother and I lived in the countryside back in Trinidad and Tobago. And she did most things for the household organically, so we didn't have cough syrups in the house. Rarely, we had. She went outside and picked bushes like Christmas bushes and um, greater wood bush and all these other types of bushes. When we were sick, she would give us stuff like that. And then she introduced me to coconut oil. In her kitchen, she would make coconut oil to uh, use as moisturizers for our hair and for um, our skin in the kitchen. And so I took an interest in that from the age of six. And that really led me to my love of the body, to my love of biology, I would say. And so I kind of merged the two later on in life when I decided that teaching was no longer for me. I I asked myself, what is it that you love to do? What likes your heart? Up and, um, it was that. And so I created this product, Dixie Bits, and it was to bring to the market something that was healthy, a healthier option, products that were free of tons of preservatives like paraben and the phthalates and, and the, uh, EDTA and all of that other stuff. And so when it came to market, first of all, I had no idea what I was doing. All I know (laughs) is that I wanted to do this and because I loved body products so much. So I sat in my kitchen and I, you know, concocted all of this stuff and then took it to a contract manufacturer where we kind of, they they tweaked the ingredients in the product, but nonetheless, it came to market. It was quite successful. I had lots of really great reviews. It was featured in InStyle magazine, Redbook magazine, natural health magazine, woman, um, working woman, and a lot of essence online, um, Ebony online. And so, it was great, but then there was something missing. There were still things within the product that I didn't feel comfortable mm. putting onto the market. And as a health and wellness coach, I felt that I needed to walk my talk, Walk your walk. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm telling people that you should do this and you should stay away from all these harmful ingredients, and my product is 98% natural and 95% natural, I needed the other 2% and the other 5% to be natural as well. Right. no so room for... Some, some of it being natural and some of it being synthetic Mm -hmm. and because I know what synthetics do to your insides. I know what it's Mm. capable of doing to the body. And so I wanted to really align and sync up my product with my, my message, my ethos and my, my mantra. Mm. And so. I took the product back to the lab, which is, has been a really uphill battle, but nonetheless, Mm. we're coming out. It takes patience. And for people who want to start businesses, I tell you, you have to be patient and you have to be in it for the long haul. Uh, uh. This is a product. And so now we're focusing mainly on less is more Dixie bits, less is more. And that means a whole lot. It means that you don't have to have 60 ingredients in a bottle to do good work for your skin. So we're scaling back on the ingredient list. And so we're only focusing on the things that are really helpful to the body and taking out a lot of the fluffy ingredients. Gotcha. So that's what we're working on. It's not a, it's a process, but Dixie Bits is going to be back and I'm very excited to bring it to the market. Again, it's still there. It's functional. It's operational for my clients that I have right now. And people who keep coming back and who are already customers, but we're excited to bring this new product to the market. And that's going to be coming within the next year or so.
0: Yay! I'm so excited about that. I'm so excited. So you've answered like tons of these questions already. Um, (laughs) But how we're moved on to number three. So how do you connect with your audience and where do you find those common touch points that, you know, with, like you said, you have current clients for Dixie Bits, and so they've obviously resonated with whatever message you were putting out there, but how are you finding yourself, especially with your health and wellness and with Dixie Bits, how are you connecting with your audience? Well, with my health and wellness, it's social media. Mm -hmm. Uh, I
1: have to say that I was a slow mover on social media when (laughs) when it hit the scene and all of these other platforms hit the scene. I was like, rolling my eyes, like, oh God. Mm -hmm. And I grew up, in, in a very secluded environment. And I, so I, I, as an adult, I became very much, uh, I used to call myself the lone ranger with no Kimosabis, right? Oh. Which is good. I later realized that that was not a good thing because I sort of isolated myself. Mm-hmm. And I, didn't, I didn't have a lot of people who wanted to go down the same road and travel the same path as me. So I had to reassess as an adult and really put myself out into the public and make new friends and align myself with people who were doing similar things to me. And that's been amazing. Just mm-hmm. really networking with like-minded people has been amazing. So I found myself more and more on the internet. I've learned to open up. I've learned to really use social media for what it is. And it is an outlet for marketing. It's an outlet for sales. I'm still learning. I'm getting better at it, but mostly I use um, Facebook where on inside out of beauty, I have over 10,000 um Fans who are following on Inside Out of Beauty. So that's how I get a lot of my clients. I also capture their emails through maybe right. that I might do. And I go to a lot of events and I have referrals. So people refer me to each, you know, to others who they think might need me. And, and not only that, I also have a podcast that. I run Inside Out of Beauty podcast and that is, um, the reaches in 40 different countries. And so I have people sending, I have clients in other countries outside of the United States, of course. And I've gotten to those people through my podcast and of course through my blog and through Inside Out of Beauty. So I try to leverage social media as much as I possibly can. And that's what's bringing, um, the, the, the clients into me for, inside out of beauty and my coaching now for dixie bits we have an online presence but it's not as huge and I've not really spent the time that I needed to really evolving that it's coming and it's coming with the rebrand. So we're right. really making a big splash when the rebrand is about ready to, um to happen. Yeah. But I know that social media is it. And that's how I really, really intent on reaching a bigger and wider audience.
0: And I follow you. I see all of your posts and stuff and I can <laughs> say beyond like, everything else that you are the person I met when I met you at the IFB conference. So I, mean, <laughs> I can, I can say with authority that you are very authentic in your dealings. So um, what advice would you give to someone? Um, as you know, like I said, I'm working with personal branding and just teaching people how to be authentic for clarity and consistency stake, mm-hmm. if nothing else. But um, how would you, Uh, what how would you advise someone who wanted to start a business to get to where you are i mean because most people think it's easy you know you just set up a sign and people will come but we both know that's not true so tell me like how what would you suggest for someone getting started
1: first off i think awareness is the key and by that i mean being aware of your strengths know what works for you and Mm -hmm. really capitalize on that And I'll tell you a a story and this is a true story about my Mm. life. (laughs) So I love, I love style. And some people would call me a fashionista. I am not, I don't refer to myself as a fashionista. I'd say I'm a stylista. I love style because I, well, you
0: always look awesome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can take something from 10 years back that I have in my closet and make it work. Mm -hmm. Right. And so When I started the magazine, I I was brought into the magazine because of my sense of style. And because I love style so much, I thought to myself, yes, this is great. I've always wanted to go to Fashion Week and do all of these really amazing things. I'm going for it. And it was great. It was fun. But what I learned that even though it was a strength of mine, I really didn't like it. I did not like that side of fashion. I love dressing up and looking the way that I do, but I hate going to fashion week. (laughs) I hated writing about what I was wearing and posing up all the time. It was not me. And so I was like, Dixie, you have to be authentic here what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And so you really have to be aware of what your strengths are and what your love is and what lights your heart up. Mm, that's if so good. You, yeah. If you decide that you, what you're going to do, if this business that you're going to open is something that you love and no matter what happens, you're in it for the long ride, and the long run, then go for it, stick with it because you will be successful at it. But you have to be ready to roll those waves. You have to be ready for the ups because they're great. And you have to be ready for the downs because they are downers and they make you want to pack your stuff up and just be like, I'm moving to another island. <laughs> right? That is so you really true. Love what you do. Capitalize on your strengths if you love them. If it's Mm -hmm. if there are things that you love, and then um and then and go for it, and put as much effort into what you're doing as you possibly can, and don't give up, and be patient.
0: You know what? That is so good. That point you made about capitalizing on your strengths if you love them, Mm -hmm. because it's so true. Sometimes we're good at something, and we're like, I just don't want to do that. It's not what I want to do. It's (laughs) not what I want to do. Right? Exactly. So um you just answered the next question too because you answered how important you think it is to have a sense of self and i think that that goes to that same point you know know your strengths but know which of those strengths you want to capitalize on not just because they're strengths but which one of them do you love to the degree that you would do it as a business and like you said for the long haul i just had a conversation
1: i had a conversation with a client
0: go ahead i'm sorry go ahead
1: go ahead go ahead (laughs) No, I was just going to say, and it's really all about awareness. When again, the awareness and in being aware, there is also another component and that is accepting because a lot of people are fully aware that they don't like something, Mm -hmm. but it's like, oh my God, everybody expects me to do this. No, Mm -hmm. you need to accept that even though you like it. You do not want to do it. You're good yeah, exactly. at it. You do not want to do it, and then you take action. So, what's the action I'm going to take? Am I going to release this and make room for something else, or am I going to hold on to this and block everything else that's supposed to be coming my way? So, it's awareness, it's acceptance, and it's taking action. Exactly.
0: That's that's the truth. You're absolutely right about that. Um, tell us something, my dear Dixie friend, that <laughs> people probably would never guess about you. Give us, give us the scoop, girl. Share the dirt. Well,
1: people will not guess that I do two things. I love Kung Fu movies.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I never would have guessed
1: collection it. of the Wu-Tang Clan Kung Fu movies. Yes. <laughs> and I love looking at animes. <laughs> really? Yes. I love like I connect my husband, son. I would connect with them. I'll talk about animes and even my younger cousins. We we'll talk about animes and they'll recommend animes to me. And I started looking at kung fu movies with my dad when I was very young, and have I fell in love with them. Oh, uh, my, my latest goodness. was has been Ip Man. I'm sure I don't know if you have a, you know if your husband's into kung fu movies, but i husband a kung fu is. My fantastic. husband would know. Oh
0: my goodness. So that's
1: the thing you don't know about this little country girl. Who oh likes my goodness.
0: Oh my food. goodness. Oh my goodness. That is I think a it was surprise. one of the
1: reasons I adapted. I'm actually in the process of getting my Tai Chi certification. Oh. Certification because it's one of those really great exercises that women can do to really stabilize their hormones and to really control their parasympathetic, sympathetic balance. Hmm. And it's so easy. Not every woman is capable of jumping up and down, running around, doing all of these heavy lifting type exercises. Sometimes it takes really restorative type movements like Tai Chi or like yoga, Pilates. And those are much more calming to the body than doing 100 laps or running five miles, which can mm-hmm. actually spike your adrenaline if you already have an
0: overactive you know adrenal what, that- gland. You know what? That's interesting that you say that because when I was, when I was working out, that was another issue that I had is like the running. Cause I was trying to run. I was running three miles and I was, and I was doing Zumba and I was doing all these things. And you're right. It kind of hypes you up, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah. um, but I was never seeing this massive weight loss. And when I tell you, Dixie, I was, I, there was a time, you can't tell it now, but years ago, <laughs> That I was running a minimum of, you know, nine to twelve miles a week. Wow. Every once in a while I would throw in a five mile day. Wow. Um, and and I I can tell you now the clothes that I was wearing then are still in my closet and I'm wearing them now. And I'm not doing that. And so it's like I could I've never had that moment where weight just I saw the fruits of my labor with my efforts in losing weight. Right. I've never had this like consistent like wow i know if i do this i'll just you know i'll lose the weight and i know this is a lifestyle i can maintain i've just never had that and so but i've always done high impact cardio type cardio right. and right. didn't do quite so much um uh strength training mm. i was doing cause I because in my head i thought you know cardio is what's burning the calories and I need to burn the calories before, like my stomach, I, I want a, a flat stomach. Well, I've never had a flat stomach since I had kids, but I I've mm-hmm. thought, well, if I run, if I do Zumba, if I do burn these calories, it'll burn that fat away. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have a flat stomach. Well, it's never happened. I mean, my youngest child just turned 14. So in 14 yeah. years, it's never happened. So that might be it. Now yeah. I will say when I did do yoga, I could see a streamline difference in my, in my oh, body. That's right. That's but, right. But, um, the weight never dropped off, but like the, the numbers is what I'm saying. But my body did sort of streamline a little bit and I could see the elongation and the narrowing of my body, but I never did get down to the size I was trying to get down to, um, but yeah, I'm glad you said that because that makes a lot of it's sense. It's very
1: important. It does. It does because again, high impact exercises are great for some people, but we're all biologically unique. We're, our bodies are different, and so you have to know your body and know what your body needs in order to function the way that you want it to function. Mm-hmm. And so, for women who are have what we call the visceral fat, that's mm-hmm, the. Mm-hmm burst exercises are perfect. And that's a combination, at least 30 minutes a day is what you need of burst exercises. And that's a combination of cardio and strength training. And so you can do things like sit-ups and push-ups and, um, uh, any type, what what else do they call it? Oh God, it just went right out of my head. Um, squats Mm -hmm. and then you can do some, you can get on the bike or you can do some, what do you call these? Jumping jacks. Jumping jacks. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. As you can see, I'm not a huge exercise person. I'm about to start doing, um, burst exercises, but not high impact exercises because it does not work for me. Mm. Um, i feel sick after I'm finished. I feel nauseous. I feel like I want to vomit. Oh. And so- Several years ago, I realized that this was not the type of exercise for me, and so I switched over again to more calming, more restorative type movements like the Tai Chi, and that's how I found Tai Chi, and you would not believe my my family, the women in my family, mom, sisters, grandmother, they're not small women. They're women with visceral fat. Mm-hmm. They're women who are big and, and, mm-hmm. and overweight, mm-hmm. and they've struggled, and I remember... As a teenager, I looked at my family members and I said, I am going to do, I watched very carefully what they were doing with their bodies. No one knew that I was doing this. I kept looking. I was like, well, why is it they're big? What are they doing? And I I, I realized they weren't moving a lot and they ate a lot of carbohydrates Mm -hmm. and sweets. Mm -hmm. And I vowed to myself then and there in my head as a teenager that I was not going to do that. And so I started as a teenager eating very differently that mm. you see, well, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, no,
0: sad, no, you never, are beautiful. Yeah. You look great. Well,
1: I've never had to deal with the weight issues and it's because of a conscious decision I made a long time ago. My mother was like me. My aunts were like me when they were younger and, mm-hmm. in their 20s. but after time went by, Everything changed because their diets changed. Mm -hmm. Their lifestyles changed. It became very, um, lax, you know, very lax, you know, Mm -hmm. very lethargic. Mm -hmm. And so the weight came on and it became a struggle. And so by observing that, I made different choices. And so that's led me to what I'm doing today. Right. Yeah. Anyhow, that's inspiring. So guys, I love kung fu movies. Yes.
0: That's hilarious. (laughs) I would have never guessed that. Seriously. But I, I will say I like that, and that gave me um, some stuff I can kind of chew on for a minute because you know I I just I decided I was getting back in the gym. I'm gonna do this workouts, and I've been looking at um, yoga to get back into yoga to do that. And I need a group because I, yeah, I have the I have the DVDs at home, but I'll look at. I mean I've got some Pilates DVDs on my coffee How table much dust right do now. They have on them? I don't know they've been sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> they would sit there for about a month. And, you know, my husband so has high. a book. He's to, yeah. So I need to go somewhere and, like, let oh, wow. somebody tell me what to do. I, right. I'm not going to do it on my own. Yeah. Yeah, it so, takes a village. It does. So you mentioned, like you said, it does take a village. Who inspires you? Who who in your industry, who do you look to for inspiration?
1: Oh, gosh. Uh, there are some amazing inspirations out there for me. I have to tell you, I love Lisa Price, Carol's oh. daughter. So oh, yes. I yeah. I feel like she and I are friends in my head. <laughs> you know, one of those women, because she's a trailblazer. basically Lisa Price was the person I first found when I decided to explore bath and body products uh-huh. this was way back in 2001. And I started doing some research and I found Lisa Price and I looked at her story. And at that time she was getting ready to scale up. Uh-huh. She was kind of a pioneer. And, um, and and it really made a huge splash in the natural hair care product and um, products for women of color. Mm-hmm. So I love, I love Lisa Price. I love her message. I love her stance for women and for black women and for women of color. I feel that she paved the way for mm-hmm. so many of us. I mean, now there are tons and tons of products out there. Now ethnic products, which is amazing because we really needed that. We needed something that, that really spoke spoke to us and what we needed. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so I really, my hat goes off to her. I, I, I totally love her.
0: Oh, okay. She's a good one too, to look up to because she took it. You could see in 2001, you could see, like you said, she was about to scale up, but then now she's like sold it and she's like become like this she's Taking it the whole the whole way, she took it all the way down the field. So there's an amazing model for anyone following her. You know, for good, bad, or indifferent, there's a model. She's so authentic. Mm -hmm. I love
1: her 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 authenticity. I love her transparency Mm -hmm. because she really shares with the world her journey. She lets us know this is what I'm doing. This is the 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 turn that I'm about to take, and she mm-hmm. tells you why. So she she really shares with people who want to start businesses and who want to stay in it for the long haul, the struggles that she's had mm-hmm. and the choices that she's had to make based on her situation. And I feel like those are valuable lessons that they are. You know, you, and that's you, that's, you get that's to the free whole from her.
0: exactly. And that's what I try to tell people about personal branding. It's not your logo. It's not your website. It's that authenticity that you leave with people. That, like you said, transparency that makes them feel they know you. You could be a friend in your head and they can be used as inspiration. You want that for you. You want to to be that inspiration for someone else. But the only way for you to do that, whether it be to inspire them to make a purchase from you, inspire them to do something similar to you and you help them along, you know, give them a hand up or whatever the reason is. They have to know you a little bit to yeah. to get close enough to build that sort of a relationship where that purchase or that emulation or that whatever is going to take place. And yes, you can do a logo and people to recognize you. But when they see the logo, that's just a picture that's not. It's not really helping them make a decision about anything. It's just recognition. You are what help people make decisions, just like Lisa did for you. She helped you kind of come to some decisions in your business. She was a trailblazer and you were inspired by her methods and now she's given us amazing framework to work through to, 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 you know, to emulate her success. And that's, that's, that's what it's all about. So. Yeah, and so you've done an amazing job. I don't even have to ask you the last question because you've answered all of them. Yeah. <laughs> You've answered all of them. You, you did a great job. I'm so happy to talk to you and see you finally. Um, oh, good.
1: Yes, likewise. It's been a long time coming. I know. I it's know. You, but I cannot wait to see you personally.
0: Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens
1: at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AFPatrickConsult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AFPatrick, and Instagram at AFPatrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.